0: happy halloween ladies uh today we are discussing the 2015 film the invitation there, the, this recording is going to be packed full of spoilers. There's going to be spoilers around every corner. Oh yeah. So yeah, we're going to ruin this yes, movie for you. Uh, poorly, but surely. Uh, basically, we got a, a fellow and his girlfriend who have accepted a invitation to a dinner party at his ex-wife's house, uh, and her, and her new romantic partner. And I guess this is just meant to be a get-together amongst a bunch of old friends. Uh, and Will, our protagonist, has a uh, pretty good feeling that things are not exactly how they appear on the surface. Yeah, I don't know, I think things are going to slowly go pretty south.
1: Yeah, very uh, slowly.
0: I want to touch up on that a little bit. I feel like I'm kind of at a loss for words and how to best describe the...
1: Yeah, uh yeah, Will and his new girlfriend Kira go to a dinner party hosted uh, like they go to this dinner party. And as you said, things slowly but surely I don't even remember exactly what you just said. Uh but we do see the the relationships that they're there to seemingly rebuild kind of slowly devolve over the course of this dinner party. And like the whole thing again where we've got another one where it's just tense the whole time i like that there's so many different kinds of relationships in this one in this movie um and just oh so many different kinds of social tension that just make you so uncomfortable the whole time you're watching it uh that was one of my favorite parts of uh of the experience this is probably gonna say this a lot through the course of recording these episodes This is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen this movie because I I fucking love it. In fact, I watched it last week, and then we just finished watching it again. And we were so excited to see it.
0: And yeah, it's surprising how much I enjoyed watching it after having just seen it. It made me very much feel like a kid who had just thrown in a VHS tape only to finish watching the movie, rewind it, and then...
1: Watch it again. Yeah. Like, this has all the makings of an instant classic to me. Like, I and I don't know. It kind of came out of nowhere. And I totally was not expecting to like it as much as I did. And it, it blew my mind. Like, it, it became one of my favorite. I don't even know if I'd consider it necessarily, like, a, a pure horror movie. But it, it's definitely a thriller.
0: Yeah, I, I... I feel like I would put it in the horror category. Like, like it's it's predominant. I would
1: th- say thriller horror. Yeah, I wouldn't say horror thriller. You know.
0: Uh, so Logan Marshall Green, yeah, the guy that plays Will,
1: alternate Tom Hardy.
0: I, I'm glad that you said alternate Tom Hardy because this was definitely the role that uh, moved him from being poor man's Tom Hardy in my mind to just he he's his own dude. You know. Oh yeah, he
1: absolutely fucking nails his performance. Yeah, I oh. uh, everything about this movie is surprising to me. But like he, he perfectly en- encapsulates the feeling of what the fuck is going on here? Why? Why am I the only one that feels like something is wrong? Trying to process grief, like when he has he has a breakdown kind of halfway through the film or towards the end, anyway, and it's just so f- friggin' raw, dude.
0: Such a good portrayal of someone in a. Just negative mental state.
1: Yeah, because trying he, to go through the motions.
0: He, I was gonna say it's, it's not overbearing. There's like a lot of good moments where he does seem relatable, and he's trying to actually socialize with these people, but yeah. he's super distant. Absolutely, the entire and time.
1: As a man who has dealt with his fair share of uh, mental health issues, uh, it's a very relatable thing where you're you're at this so he and Kira go to this party uh, and he clearly even the movie opens with he and Kira on their way to the party Um, and they're driving through the Hollywood Hills uh, and he, like you can tell immediately that he's uncomfortable, uh, distracted um, and just like does not want to be doing this. And then they hit a coyote. So everything's off to a great start.
0: It's also not dead, so he has to like finish it off with the with the tire iron. Yeah,
1: that old chestnut. <laughs>
0: yeah, just you stay buckled up, it'll Only be a minute.
1: I I really like that scene because um, he like he kind of struggles with with ending its life to start, and then he gets back in the car, and you can tell that he's a little bit shaken. And then as they're pulling away, you just see the coyote slumped off to the side of the road. It's just like such a I don't know almost like a callous like discarding of that life. I mean he did it he did it a service by killing it, obviously. But just leaving it there just I, I, don't, I don't even know how to put that
0: into words. It's the worst way that you could possibly start a night that you already don't want to be
1: a part of. Yeah, no shit. Now you've got you've got it just like Shove that down and get get to the party and see all of your friends that you haven't How's seen in two up? goddamn years. Like... Uh,
0: so, so Eden is his ex-wife. Yes. Uh, and David is her new love interest, who he apparently he's already met before. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely like the last dude that I think a self-conscious person would want to see their ex with.
1: Oh like, my God!
0: Handsome. He's super understanding and like trying to relate.
1: Just... Oh yeah, like he is the ultimate gaslighter for one thing, which we'll kind of find out towards the towards the mid. Well, I guess you'd say the third act. I don't know. I don't know enough about film to actually put things in those terms. But uh, absolutely, he's he's just like this smarmy, self confident. Like everybody, everybody in this film is what. It's set in LA and they all kind of, from an outsider perspective, they all fit into these extremely stereotypical LA roles, mm-hmm. especially this former uh, coked up record producer, David is just so, he, he's so even keeled, but it just seems to be a facade. He, he felt a lot to me
0: like a, like a new car. Salesman, you're having a hard time trusting them. Like,
1: what aren't you telling us? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that goes
1: on throughout the entire film.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's very. He's got like that real um, not necessarily lying. He's just withholding truth.
1: Yeah, 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 skirting around some things. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is, while they're driving up to the house, the way that it's, the shots of Will and Kira, uh, are, are interspersed with. Uh, these really kind of strange disorienting shots of the palm trees or the mountains or whatever from the view of like their vehicle and the houses that they're driving by. It's just like done in like a really strange, almost like David Lynch kind of style of editing. But I thought that really kind of paired well with the idea that Will is super distracted. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was a pretty, a really nice,
0: uh, kind of pairing I personally found the cinematography throughout the entire thing was awesome yes yeah. uh, it's, it's this viewing made me realize I think it's one of my favorite films for lighting which isn't something that I usually pay attention to super closely but mm-hmm. every scene is lit so well
1: I think the only scene that I didn't really like the lighting is when uh, David is confronting will um, off to the side in like a hallway uh, this is while Will is watching uh, Pruitt try and, quote-unquote, like, move his car so that Claire can leave, which we'll probably get to that scene in a bit. But just, like, the the way that David is lit in that scene. just mm. I,
0: I think that, that was super intentional, though, because he almost seems like a shadowy... Y- you don't see his face, and that seems almost... Like it was an important thing. Well, you do like you see oh, you, you see, see half it. of his yeah, face exactly.
1: But it's just like that stark contrast of like half of his face is black and half of it is like really well lit. Just like I don't know, it just felt almost clunky to me. Maybe that was intentional.
0: Yeah, and that, that's kind of how I viewed it. But
1: otherwise, like yes, the the entirety of the film is like so well lit.
0: Uh, on that note, I can add this film to a very uh, long growing list of horror movie. Houses that I would love to be in.
1: What a goddamn house, what a dude. House. Holy shit. I actually have it written down exactly. What a house. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just,
0: yeah. What a house. And uh, no
1: matter how bad the film gets, every time they walk into a new room, like, oh, damn. This is one of those houses that if you were in the market for a house, you're you're looking around, you're trying to buy, and then you see this house and the fucking the price is way down and you're like, oh, why, why is it so low? Oh, you know, there was like a, six people were murdered here oh yeah but look at that view <laughs> like a hundred percent i would still buy this goddamn house oh yeah I, I i think
0: i I can safely say that a, a murder house oddly might
1: up the value for me that's that's a real conversation piece i think it really depends on the murder because if it, <sighs> like if it's a if it's if it's a man who murders his entire family and then kills himself there's something about that that's spe- I don't want haunt- I don't want to be haunted by little kids. That shit freaks me out.
0: Yeah, I think the grudge definitely scared you more <laughs> than
1: we let on to last time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I guess that were uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, uh, but you know, a house where a bunch of friends were murdered like pff, who cares? Yeah. Adult yeah, yeah, friends too. Like in their 30s. They've got you they know lives and shit yeah, whatever, man. They 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 don't, have, they don't have anything to hold on to. I'm sure they're fine. Good they're run. not going to haunt you. It's just a cool story. Whereas yeah, little yeah. kids are going to fucking cling around and pop up when you don't want them to. Just like real kids. We <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, are backpedaling a little bit. So when they're first getting together and everyone's... You know, like when saying, they arrive at the house? So when they arrive at yeah. the house and everyone's saying their hellos. And I thought that it was a really good job of them creating the feeling of old friends. Absolutely. Just as someone who has uh, people in my life that have gone extended periods of time without seeing, you definitely got to see them slowly like re get into their old mannerisms Mm -hmm. as the film kind of progressed. That that first little
1: bit is just, it's a little bit uneasy. Like you're clearly happy to see your friends, but there's still enough time has passed that you're, you have no idea what they've been up to for the past
0: couple of years kind of thing.
1: Now, There's also this aura of discomfort hanging over the entirety of the film, especially at the beginning there, because nobody's seen Eden or David for two years. Uh, It's established that they've been off to Mexico and other places. It seems like Will also hasn't seen any of these people for about two years. And we come to find out that while Will and Eden were married, they lost their child. And that seems to have happened about two years ago. I wouldn't be—I wouldn't even be surprised if it was like on the anniversary of like, like this day is the day that I—I—I oh, yeah. I, I don't think that was established, but it kind of seems almost. I don't think that he would have went. Yeah, that's a fair point. So yeah, you have, like everybody, really nailed their performances. Again, um, we're probably gonna say that a fucking lot because <laughs> uh, you know actors are good at doing their job, but you really feel that discomfort and awkwardness around like hey your kid's dead and we haven't really talked to you since that happened like how you doing buddy oh and now you're now you're coming to your ex wife's house that used to be your house and she's here with this like suave record (laughs) producer like i'm sure that's fine
0: Uh, it's not like
1: will doesn't have a girlfriend too and she's like pretty hot and everything but yeah, but I, I yeah definitely not a contest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I am dating someone sexy. <laughs> I've
1: moved on. Uh, you also like Will is clearly uncomfortable, and it seems like Eden and David are over it. Which you're is, way too over it. It's like it's so confusing as the viewer at the time. Like you're the whole the whole time you're in Will's shoes. You're just like, what the fuck is going on here? How are you, how are you just so okay?
0: It's also that first. So there's a a scene right near the beginning, when uh, after they've all did their did their little ice breaking meet and greet, mm-hmm. uh, Will goes to the kitchen, and he's just pouring a glass of water, and then Eden startles him.
1: Right, because he's in he's living through a memory, right, and that, yeah. that's one thing that I loved about this too is the flashbacks that they use. They really, like, subtly tell you the story while you're going through it, and it's, it's paced super well.
0: Really well done. They're, they're nice and short. Yeah. They're short and sweet, and they, they just paint a picture mm-hmm. really nicely. Uh, when he's talking to eating in the kitchen, though, and she's talking all about the like her new positive lifestyle, and she's moved on from the pain. Yeah. Uh, their old friend Ben comes and joins the conversation, and he's way more vocal about how crazy it sounds. Yeah. And after giving like this whole little speech of how positive she is and she doesn't hold any anger anymore. And pain she, is optional. He he just says, I think he just says that sounds crazy and she yeah. just smacks the hell out of him. Yeah, like it's, like a, it's a
1: quiz, a fat smack.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that contrast, uh, it, it just made me feel so uncomfortable because oh, it, it is, felt super real.
1: It's almost that black swan like, well, then it's trash. Yeah. You know, it's just like everything's calm and peaceful and then her veneer of of placidity slips and she just lashes out and fucking whacks him good and he even says like she gored me man yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell
0: uh, it just really emphasizes that feeling of like they're selling something yeah or, or just the, the the
1: brainwashed vibe of it yeah and uh, one thing i want to say about ben the character he's played by a comedian jay Larson. Oh. Um, and I think that the fact that he's a stand up comedian like a pretty damn good one too like I really like this well i really like his stuff um but I think the fact that he's a stand up comedian and he pla he's playing the funny friend it's just so effortless like he mm-hmm. is that guy you know, and we all know that like we we have a we're lucky enough to have a really funny group of friends, but it just if the comments that he makes it's written really his character's written really well um but him just as the the funny guy he's not overtly he's not a clown but he's just like that funny kind of gregarious guy that you have around right
0: it felt like a really realistically diverse group of people
1: yeah you've got your gay couple you've got your asian couple you've got your studious um friend claire like she just got tenure or whatever at some school You've and then got your cult members. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Every friend group's got their cult yeah. members. Uh, it's established that Ben and Will used to run a business together. Uh, yeah, everything, everything just it doesn't seem diverse for the sake of diversity. Exactly,
0: they they felt very much like real people.
1: I think the the wardrobe that they gave David was just dynamite. Oh, because yeah. he's wearing these like linen pants with with a drawstring belt and uh, just this loose high-end, also probably, linen shirt. It just... He's so casually... Oh. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> Perfectly sums up the attitude. Oh.
0: On the note of just the, the general discomfort,
1: mm-hmm.
0: once they've all met and, you know, you're establishing that this is meant to be a reunion amongst friends, Yeah. and then the hosts introduce these two people that no one else knows...
1: Yeah, so Will sees one of them the the woman Sadie. Sadie. He yes. sees her like out of the corner of his eye like while they're still sort of uh reintroducing themselves to these people. He kind of looks down the hallway and she's just standing in the doorway with no pants on. And then she smiles and walks out of frame and he's just like it just adds to the unreality of it all. Uh w- one other thing, uh Eden is played by Tammy Blanchard who is not, the daughter of Judy Garland.
0: Oh, no so way.
1: she almost exhibits this Dorothy quality about her, where it just adds to the sort of like sur- surreality or uh, like dreamlike. It's almost like nightmarish, while like the whole the pacing of the film and everything, and Will just trying to come to terms with everything. I
0: didn't know where to mention it, but uh, the way in which she carried her face throughout the film—it was she was always smiling, but she. Always subtly looks as though she's holding back tears she's always in pain
1: yeah and but and she's professing to have let it all go and i I
0: don't know how to properly applaud that performance like the the way because I've seen her in other things and that that's 100% percent not the way in which she always no. looks so yeah she just absolutely nailed that she's
1: almost on the verge of hysterics so you can't mm-hmm. tell if it's pain that she's holding back. Or if she's about to cry because she's just so happy, it's just the she seems unstable. Yeah, always the, the always face. holding back
0: tears of some sort. Yeah,
1: yeah, just the the little watery eyes and the and the, and the pinched face. Yeah, Sato. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so yeah, Sadie though, uh, the the woman that's we find out is living with them. Right after they got back from their voyage to Mexico. Yeah, she's immediately. She just creeps me out. Oh, of she's that. a real
1: fucking freak show, dude. <laughs> like, she, just the her mannerisms, the way she moves her hands, and she's just so again super elated, super positive, but and and like nervously laughing. You're left wondering first why the hell is she here, and then you get a sort of flimsy excuse like, "Well, she came back with us from Mexico," but just being around and her presence in this group of friends who are already uncomfortable just keeps building that tension
0: i really had that feeling too of having met this person at some point in my life it's it's a very another really realistic portrayal of like a personality type
1: yeah your friend brings along a friend that you just don't care for at all
0: the whole situation was really relatable because i'm Definitely not a social butterfly, especially when I'm getting into a situation where I think I'm just going to be around my friends. Yeah, yeah. And someone's like, oh, hey, I also brought my buddy so-and-so. I- I'm immediately lost in my own head thinking and- of an excuse to leave. Yeah, I-, exactly. I don't want to meet a new person.
1: Yeah, I'm here to reconnect with my closest friends who I really love. And now I'm distracted by this freak show.
0: You're just waiting for that. We should grab a beer sometime. Man.
1: Oh, no no, 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 no. You know what? We shouldn't. We shouldn't have ever met. I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm full <laughs> yeah. up. I'm full up. These six people. That, those, I, think, yeah. I think this is why we like this movie so much because we are Will. Oh, oh We're Will just is on the verge. Of... I, uh, I, I
0: like to think that I'm happier than Will because you really <laughs> can't go lower. But uh, yeah, yeah. In, in a lot of senses, he, he definitely carries the same charisma that I do at parties. Mm. So.
1: He's polite. He's perfectly polite, but just like... He,
0: he's watching Saturday morning cartoons in his head yeah. the entire time. Uh, well, I don't know if he, he is. He, he's not... I am. Uh, he, he's definitely focused on much more important matters. Uh, yeah, you
1: know, the dead son and being in his ex-wife's house. And... Yeah.
0: Pruitt, the Pruitt, other guy. Played Pruitt.
1: by John Carroll Lynch. I fucking love this dude. Uh, I... The, <laughs> act, the actor, not the character. Yeah, I was going to say, I the really character. like the actor. He's... So imposing, scared the hell out of me <laughs> yeah. Like, from the get. Just yeah. uh,
0: and and the the way in he he walks, and the way in which he looks at other humans, yeah. Just immediately he he has a right to be there. He just feels it's a, very like dominant.
1: A, yeah a supreme confidence and a domineering personality. While again, mm-hmm. same as David is putting out this like. Oh, I'm just a nice little hippie guy, you know? Like everything's peace and love, but it's done with this this undercurrent of like hard iron. You know, there's just something in his core that is frightening.
0: He's staring right into you.
1: Yeah. And because he's physically imposing and his voice is deep as shit, like he he just in every sense of the of the of of his being is almost like overwhelming which we definitely see towards the climax of the film Um, but yeah his introduction is just yeah again building that tension of just introducing like why are these people here
0: I do love that his role almost is just to kill the mood anytime that there's more than a minute of happiness Yeah, yeah. things start to finally like get going and we're having a good time and then Pruitt
1: just ghosts in (laughs) I want to talk about my wife Oh, so, Will, we'll, before we get yeah. there, uh, after Pruitt arrives, uh, David locks the door behind him uh, and then takes his key. And, um... Oh, yeah. Uh, earlier on, Will mentioned to Eden, um, you have put, like, bars on the windows, right? Which was, like, a new thing that obviously didn't exist when he lived there. And then we see David lock the door and, uh... Will notices this and asks him about it. And he's like, Oh yeah, there's a home invasion. T- yeah, totally. Totally. There's a home invasion and like these people got really scared, so you know, we uh we decided to start locking the doors. Totally believable.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious why you changed the lock so that you need a key to unlock it from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> that seems kinda weird to me.
1: No, you know, it's like uh it's like an antique thing. It's just like Makes doors look cooler.
0: It, I didn't even question it the first few times I watched the movie.
1: The key thing? Yeah. Oh.
0: And then, yeah, this time I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute.
1: Yeah, why should I need a key to unlock my door from the inside? That's insane.
0: Yeah, I would I would be very upset if somebody locked me in with a key. Yeah, and, and then
1: Will, being the reasonable guy that he is, especially revisiting the scene of trauma where an accident, obviously at this point we understand that an accident has happened uh that resulted in the death of his son. So he very reasonably asked David, what if there's a fire? And we're all fucking walked in this house. So David is like, oh, okay, if you want to be that way. But puts the key back in the door and we carry on into the party.
0: Yeah, back to the party when they, they're all sitting down. And this is... It looks like everyone's starting to kind of warm up to Sadie and... They they they're they're getting their social game on.
1: Well, yeah you you don't want to be rude.
0: No, and, and the, yeah, everyone seems like they're they're finally kind of finding their footing, mm-hmm. and you know they are like, all right, these people are going to be here, so they're they're talking and having a good time. Uh, and then uh Gina makes a comment, and I you know she's looking at I guess like the bracelet that they're, uh Sadie is wearing right. that uh we've been shown that Eden is also wearing and. Exclaims that uh, she believes that she's in a cult, in a joking, like friendly sense. Yeah. Uh, but that eventually carries over to David showing the group a video of the they're they're not a cult. This little retreat. That yeah, they into, totally not a cult at all. Uh, in which a woman is shown dying on camera, essentially as she's I guess surrounded by friends and this dude who runs whatever the retreat the retreat's called The Invitation
1: yeah and the the guy who runs it is Dr. Joseph Dr. Joseph and I can't recall this actor's name but he always plays this fucking cretin I'm pretty sure I've seen him in at least a few X-Files episodes pretty sure he might have even appeared on Twin Peaks like he's always lurking around he does a great job of being off-putting yeah yeah he's perfect
0: for it it's cause he's a gangly skeleton man well like I just love the like that, that, that's such a consent, very much appreciated type thing. To, yeah. And, and like, Gina makes a comment, whoa, 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 did we just watch somebody die? Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and they go on to explain that this obviously puts a damper on the party. But- oh, everyone was having a... (laughs) Bumping time before they show that video. Boy, I was really having fun until you showed me the death of somebody with cancer. It it, it explained very
0: little about what the group does, too.
1: Yeah. Well, it does and it doesn't. Because, I think, okay, I guess we're to understand that it's almost perceived as like a support group. Through other flashbacks, we come to realize that uh, Eden tried to kill herself. And uh, Will actually stopped that before, while they were still married. Um, and she actually said that Dr. Joseph saved her life. Which to Will is probably like a, well, uh, fuck you, bitch. I literally stopped you from cutting your wrists. But uh, uh, where was I going with that train of thought?
0: I think just summarizing what their, their group's beliefs are. <laughs> right. And I, I guess they, they do a better job of verbalizing that it's about moving beyond... Yes. It's just the video that they happen to show these people is just a woman dying, basically. Let's
1: watch this woman die and then uh, cut to black. Any questions?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then uh, I I do like when uh, David tries to lighten the mood by getting everyone to play a little game. Oh, yeah. And
1: I'm trying to remember what
0: he compared
1: the game to. He compared it to I Never. I Never, yes. Yeah, which I still don't technically know the rules very well. I've tried playing it. I'm not very good at it because I haven't done a lot of things.
0: (laughs) So I think never have I ever is basically you say never have I ever. And then you say something you've never done. But if someone has done that thing, then they have to drink. Yeah. Uh, But the variation of the game that they play in the film is I want. Mm -hmm. And you just say something that you want that you wouldn't normally express due to fear of judgment. Yes.
1: Trying to be totally open, totally honest. Nobody's judging anyone. Very hippy-dippy feel-goodery. Like, what do you want?
0: The the thing is, I, I, I actually really enjoy the concept of that game, but yeah. I can't think of a situation where it wouldn't turn uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, especially because all of these people have been drinking. Drinking and... Except for Will. Once, like, if
0: if I were to play it, I wouldn't want there to be a single person that I didn't know.
1: No, you gotta play that in a safe space.
0: Yeah, and just having Pruitt... Of all people. And, and Sadie, you know, they're, they're, they're both very surreal humans. They're
1: fucking wackadoo, dude. So and- Sadie kicks off the game with uh, her really strange, uncomfortable, awkward, like, I guess it's supposed to be endearing. Like, her sort of, aw, shucks, kind of shy, but I'm trying to be open. So she says that she wants to tell everyone there and she names them all one by one by one. Which adds to the discomfort because she has to go and say everybody's fucking name. Making that delicious eye contact. Yeah, you know, oh, God. Which I guess is enough. Like, if she wasn't such a freak, it would be really nice. But because she's a creep, it just feels so fucking gross. As a
0: socially awkward person, yeah. I'm just sitting there, to, I, even though I'm not involved as a viewer, I'm just like dreading my turn, like, don't look at me!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like, please forget that I'm here. I don't want this. But she she wants to tell them all that she loves them. And then plants a really big kiss on Gina. And that sort of, like, breaks the ice and starts everyone laughing again. And, oh, we're back to having a fun time. Like, oh, wacky, hippie, weird people are all drinking and kissing. I I do like, too, so Gina goes next. And
0: immediately, uh, really, really kicks it off by saying that she would like to do some cocaine that david yeah. used to deal so she's she's fully into the game uh, and as soon as david actually reveals that he does in fact have cocaine yeah uh, she's like oh no no no, no. that, that yeah, that's I was, actually i she was she kidding to which he replies like nah you weren't and she's, yeah. she's like Oh all right, all right cool let's bust let's, that shit let's, out let's do it and then pruitt just <laughs> <laughs> pruitt like what a guy I want to talk to you guys about my wife. Yeah, and everyone's
1: laughing and and just like record scratch. Like, or, yeah, the
0: or the mood. And he actually does a really nice description of talking about this woman that I she sounds wonderful. And it was thought,
1: so heartwarming. It, it it almost started to make you understand him, yeah. make you you don't hate that he's there anymore for for 30 seconds as he's describing how beautiful she was and how he knew he was going to marry her immediately oh, and, and how and, her
0: laugh sounded
1: oh god it just like it was It was one of the most heartwarming things I've ever heard
0: and he sits down He I think he wraps it up by saying like she felt like the morning uh, and then Miguel's like oh did she die oh yeah no I, I killed her in a drunken rage <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's fine now <laughs>
1: no, it's, <laughs> yeah yeah no, no. <laughs> So it don't just, worry. It just so it goes from the most heartwarming thing to completely chilling at at, at the drop of a dime.
0: And then, yeah, Ben does the best delivery yeah. I've ever heard. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. and then Claire, like the 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 nice reserved, another very relatable character. Totally. Just,
1: yeah, yeah I'm leaving. Yeah, I gotta go. What a legend. I, and then I'm somehow, so proud of her. Somehow Pruitt is like... Uh, so he finishes his story. I guess we didn't really like cover that. Uh, he goes on to tell in great detail and adding again to the tension of being like, we were drinking. And then he stops himself and corrects himself and says, I was drinking. We'd gotten home from a dinner. We were arguing about something. I think it was about the dishes. And... I hit her with everything that I had and her knees buckled and she fell and hit her head. Did he hit her again or did she no, just no, die he, at he, that he, point? He, he
0: starts placing his hand up in front of his face and says, I, I think she was reaching out for help or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she was just raising her hand to him and he just watches as she yeah. dies in front of him. Yeah, that was bone chilling. And then he's... He basically, like, tries to calm everyone down and be like, I went to jail. Yeah, like, I... I
1: went to, this was seven years ago. I went to prison. I served my time. I came out. And he goes to the, the links to tell them, I no longer feel guilt. I no longer feel anything about this because I know that there's something beyond. And I'm going to see her again. Yeah, as if she wants to fucking see you again. Yeah. <laughs> like, you murdered her. Hey, remember me? As a matter of fact. <laughs> Yeah, how could I forget?
0: Well, it's just like when, <laughs> when Claire's excusing herself after that, and they're trying to talk her back into it. Like, hey guys, I don't know, I'm I'm an indoor kid, like yeah. kissing and talking about drugs and killing your wives. Like, uh, <laughs> like this I'm, is getting very dark. Yeah, I just I just want to go home and relax with a bottle of wine and Netflix.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, very understandable. Yeah. So as she's leaving, Pruitt stands up. He's like, "Oh, are you the Prius?" Like, I don't know if he knew that it was her car. Or if that was just a happy accident, mm. but he he claims to have been blocking her in, so I'll come out with you and and uh, and move my car, and then obviously Will. So I think I think not only Will is Will an astute guy, but I think because he's sober the whole time, uh, like he's more easily able. Like he's already on edge. But is, he's, is
0: he shown to never? be yeah, drinking. That's I... why.
1: That's why. So when you first get there. And they're like, oh, do you want a glass of wine or whatever? He's like, I'm good. Um, and then he grabs the water. And okay, then he yeah, goes yeah. to the kitchen, gets the water, has that flashback with Eden. Um, and then several times throughout the film, he's offered a drink and he says no. So the only time that he's about to drink... I think he does have one drink of whiskey. I don't even know if he actually drinks it. I think he just accepts the glass to yeah, be polite.
0: Yeah, and I thought that like he had a, a single glass of wine when David was trying to...
1: Mm. Possibly, but... Uh, He's
0: definitely not drinking heavily, that's for sure. Yeah. If, if at all. Not as
1: heavily as everyone else around him. Yeah. Um, and I think... I think that actually has something to do with his son's death. Because I think it was a birthday party and he was probably... You know, like any... Standard adult probably having drinks with his friends. Um, when the accident happened. But I noticed... Because the, the last time I watched this... I was in the midst of not drinking. Like I was actively trying not to drink. Because I had an experience that I didn't really like after drinking. Um, so I decided to stop for some time. And so the last time I watched this, seeing him go through that and be in a social situation where everybody's getting drunk and I mean not like wasted, but they're obviously getting inebriated and just being the sober guy in that room and being kinda of being like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I I totally related to that more than I did the previous times I've seen the film. Yeah, I don't remember what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, so Pruitt follows Claire out. And then Will is watching out the window because he's suspicious as shit of this fucking guy who just admitted to murdering his wife.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, just a quick interjection there. Will's been acting suspicious the entire time. However, the fact that he was the only one who watched as Pruitt went outside... I mean uh, the the wife murderer is definitely you know like that that's cause for concern. Yeah, but, no eh, kidding. Maybe maybe we'll just keep an eye or two on him while he's letting this nice young lady out cuz he he gets out of his car or no he he's yeah, he he tries to stop her when she starts to leave and he says something out of
1: sight. Yeah, well, that's the thing is so he pulls his car out of the driveway and you can't see his car. Uh Claire pulls out and then starts to pull away and he runs across the driveway and her you see her car stop and he goes beyond the hedges so you can't see him anymore and when he gets back inside he claims that he tried to stop her from going and um and he couldn't so he came back inside now we never really find out what happens to claire but i fully believe that he straight up killed her I do like that they leave it. I like for, that it's ambiguous. Yes,
0: but given how the film plays out, though, it's also been my... It's one of those things that makes your second viewing of the film super enjoyable. because totally. You start noticing those little, like, oh, I already felt bad about this, but now
1: you're 99% sure that... It is possible it, that she just went, but I, it, like, it I just, you don't trust the guy.
0: You don't trust him. At least, uh, I guess you're kind of hoping that it's maybe a little bit too public of an area to leave a corpse. Yeah.
1: But at this point, it's also... It's nighttime. Um, I think things are tracking along that, like... Should everything go according to plan... uh, Pruitt and Sadie and David and Eden will have their... Everything should work out for them within, I'd say, probably like a half hour, 45 minutes, something like that. I think they're tracking to, like, really have this thing finished soon. Pruitt is outside dealing with Claire... David comes up to um to Will as he's watching out the window and basically berates him for being so suspicious like man you've been acting so off like what's going on with you you're treating my friend like he's a criminal you you make you make it seem like you think he's going to steal something like yeah dude i'm super fucking uncomfortable you just admitted to murdering his wife or manslaughtering his wife i guess and his, uh, like I just want my friend to be okay, but but Will apologizes and says like you know maybe I just wasn't ready for this, which is totally understandable. But it's just like another another incident of gaslighting that just keeps happening and happening and happening. But this is that lighting scene that we were talking about. Um, and then they go to dinner. Goddamn, dinner looks real good. Yeah, I think they got some kind of some kind of big bird maybe, or was it like a ham thing? It was meat. Um, we had some some what looked like organic, freshly picked carrots. The the, the carrots actually stuck out good. Yeah, the I carrots can, looked really fucking I good. i go dude. for those. Yeah, I'd eat those carrots. A lot of
0: red wine. A lot of red wine. So Will has his first like real kind of breakdown during dinner. Yeah,
1: this is where as they're as they're having. I really like how they did this. As they're eating their dinner, you just see these like snippets. Uh, sort of like in in quick succession you see Gino laughing you see somebody pouring some wine and it kind of like slops over the glass you see it's just like the tension starts to mount and then it's now interspersed with him remembering this birthday party and you can kind of see where he even I don't know if he actually was calling out to Kira while he was having this like sort of traumatic memory or if that was just like him imagining that he was um i think he was okay i'll tell you why in a bit sure but sorry you're um stuck. but then we see like this this is totally bringing him back to them all having a fun time while his son dies and then so i never caught this the first like three or four times that i saw this but it sounds like his son was killed by his friend like one of his son's friend by a bat, which is horrifying.
0: H- horrifying, but also the the way in which he describes it, it also sounds very understandable. Like they were just playing. Yeah. He probably spun around, swinging it, and mm-hmm. just happened to hit him. In the yeah, it was a freak accident. Yeah.
1: But you carry all that guilt as a dad. Oh, yeah. It, it would be horrible. Yeah. And he even tells Kira later that, like, since that happened, he's wanted to die.
0: That's definitely a moment where... I feel so bad for him, but looking at Kira, like, just, well, like, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad, glad I could help. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, yeah, he, at this point, does he, he has to excuse himself from the table, right?
0: Well, the, uh, the scene where he's having his breakdown, because mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes silent. There's the white noise playing over it, but it looks as though he's shouting Kira's yeah. name. And then it cuts to the scene where he's standing outside right. by himself.
1: right. Which is why you think he actually was.
0: It's a mix of that. So I think that he excused himself one it's But when he's walking through the house, and I think he just walks through the house to go to a different yard. Mm-hmm. He sees Sadie in another room. But she's making faces uh, in a mirror. Yeah. And giggling. But then she does a very silent scream. Yeah. And I kind of got the vibe that maybe she was imitating him.
1: Oh, see what I got from that was the first face that we see her make is her like grotesquely sticking out her tongue. And it kind of looks like the the face you would make if you were being hung or strangled, like with your, like, eh, eh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then she laughs. She's doing this all silently, but she laughs after she does that face. And then she does like a, what looks like an extremely pained scream, uh, so to me, what I thought she was doing was sort of showing herself what she's expecting to see later that night. Mm, yeah, that's that's a good one too. That's what I that's what I took from it this time. Interesting. But then after she makes that face, and like Will is just you can just see that he's seeing her through like a crack in the door, and then she looks at him. Ugh. She also follows him outside.
0: Right. And just gets her full creep on because she's trying to seduce him after he politely is like, you know, I don't I don't need company. I'm just going to try to make a call. Yeah. And when he refuses her advance, she tries to like sweeten the deal by saying like, oh, you know, you could hurt me. Yeah. Do you, you want just, to hurt me? Just like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, this might the... come as a bit of a shock, but uh, there's some dudes that super aren't into that but that's, yeah. that's a no i th- that does not that offer is no better than yeah. the initial <laughs> offer of cheating on my girlfriend that he seems to actually care about you know you can fuck me right now you know,
1: like, like no, no dude i'm here with my girlfriend i'm pretty sure desserts in like five minutes
0: dude we gotta be upstairs <laughs> just such an uncomfortable character uh, and she seems so shocked that he didn't go for it yeah fuck. I'm out of here yes, see <laughs> she actually it's its almost like one of the few comical moments in the movie where she kind of slides off the screen like another time ben.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now th- uh now that you mention it it is it is interesting how they at every point in this film the only character that he doesn't have a one-on-one with is Choi I think every other character there's always like this one-on-one conversation like are you okay, or what's going on?
0: I think that his one-on-one with Choi is kind of artistically done because it's not a conversation. Because it's right after the interaction mm-hmm. with Sadie, mm-hmm. his phone finally gets reception, and right. he gets a voicemail yeah. from Choi saying that he was at the house earlier. And this guy—okay, right. been... so we haven't
1: even mentioned uh, Gina's boyfriend, Choi, uh, was supposed to be there. And classic Choi—he's late, and this whole time he hasn't arrived, and no one's really talking about it.
0: They they mention it a few. They mention it a lot right off the yeah off the bat, and then but it, it's
1: just it's kind of one of those things like we have friends like that like
0: they establish that he is late, chronically, often. yeah. Uh, but he gets a voicemail from Choice saying, "Hey, like I'm actually early. He got there apparently at seven, yeah." And that he I think he actually wraps up the voicemail with saying that he's heading inside the front door.
1: Yeah, I'm headed inside. He's he's asked Will to uh, pick up dessert because he forgot to pick up dessert. Right. Um. So like, hopefully, you get this message. I'm going inside. So now Will is like, okay, uh, I thought that maybe I was being the asshole, but now things are starting to f- kind of fall into place. Like, where the fuck is Choi if he's supposed to be here already?
0: And I do, because they they go back up to the table, and Eden brings out a cake for Miguel, because apparently it's his birthday in right. a week. Uh, and Will just l- starts, like, laying the verbal smack down.
1: Now. This is a thing that I, I like. sort of came to my mind for the first time. Obviously, we're, we've already spoiled basically the whole thing. Everybody's intended to die here. Mm-hmm. So I'm realizing now that like Sadie with her sexual advances and uh, Eden bringing the cake for Miguel, uh, even though his birthday's a week away, it's all just like we're going to get these last things out before the end. Like, we just want, like, obviously the partygoers don't know this. Like, that birthday cake is is one that I hadn't really put together before about being, like, because I think she even makes a comment, like, well, you know, it's close enough. She's so fucking chilling. Uh, I think Miguel blows out the candles, and Will just, like, looks up, and he's like, where is Choi? <laughs> <laughs> His
0: face looks more smug, too. Like he's really yeah. got, like, the De Niro thing going on. Like, hey, have you guys seen him? And I like that he he gets super heated and then Pruitt tries to like chime in and calm him down. Yeah, and he just says like like and like, who who the hell are you, man? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, where did you people yeah. come from? <gasps> Nobody asked for you to be here.
1: Yeah. Oh God. You, yeah. You. We have this. We finally get this moment of release and being like, fuck yeah, dude, go off, king or whatever yeah. the kids are <laughs> saying now or <laughs> something. Uh, but yeah, yeah right. it, it was it was such right a it. moment of righteous anger. And then gets immediately deflated. Ding hey, no. hey.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like, uh... Choi basically, like, walks in. Like, you can almost hear the laugh track playing behind him. Like, did someone yeah. say? <laughs> and then you can once again hear the record scratch over the, like, freeze frame of Will's face. Like,
1: yeah, that's me. Yeah. You're probably wondering how I got into this mess. Oh, uh, so now you're yeah. so embarrassed for Will, and you're also left with this, like, You have, you feel his disorientation and confusion of being like, like, what the fuck, man? Am I actually that much of an asshole that I would suspect my my fucking ex-wife and her new husband of murdering one of our best friends or whatever is going on? Like, why am I so suspicious? I feel like a total dick. And then this is where he has this, like, actual breakdown, right? Where you just like, I'm so sorry, because of course you are, you've at this point been proven to be wrong, and like now everything about you is shaken, and you you just feel like such a dick.
0: Once again, like super heavy-handed with the gaslighting on David's part, just looks at him like, "Hey, man, it's all right." Yeah, and he's like, "Hey,
1: it's all right. Like you're you're part of our family." Mm-hmm. Like. Oh, you sanctimonious prick! Like, fuck <laughs> it's you. A
0: funny thing about the word sanctimonious. I uh, don't know what it means. <laughs> Honestly, gonna... neither do I, but I think it fit really well.
1: <laughs> I have a general idea. Of it sounded it great. I think this, I think it meant what I what I think it means. What do you think it means?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell him, Josh. <laughs> uh, right after that, too. We'll, uh, you know, he he has another little off to the side moment. And he's trying to calm down, but he's thinking about his son again. And he asks, hey, can I go see his room? Yeah. And he quietly... And, you know, he just goes to his kid's room, looks around. He has a nice little moment. He sits down, and then, I well,
1: guess... Well, so... Um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, but, go for it. Uh, I thought it was... It was such a touching moment, too, where he, like... He sits on his son's bed, and the the music just kind of, like, goes a little soft. And he just... He just remembers being there with his son, and it's so fucking sad. Like, it's lit with soft blue light in his flashback, and he just lays his head down, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's, it almost seems like he's finally getting to a point where he can accept what's happened. And then he sees, out the window, David going and lighting and hanging this red lantern, And then he's just, I think this is just a, a, like, it just sparks a little bit more of, like, wait, what the
0: fuck? He's back on the case. Because now,
1: like, David kind of slinks outside and does this alone. Uh, And then after he lights the lantern, he kind of, like, looks around and, like, tosses the box of matches away or whatever and goes back inside. And now Will, with his suspicion, reignited just a little bit, just enough to be like, okay, like, that's not, that just seems like a really strange thing to do right well we're just eating we're having dessert and you just go outside by yourself and light a lantern yeah just on top of all the other suspicion because that on its own would just be kind of like a that's weird but when you're starting to put together the context clues of all of the things that have happened so far you hear a lot of people talking about death uh there's a lot of talk about death there's a lot of talk about letting go there's a lot of talk about not fearing pain. And everything sort of has a sense of finality to it. Uh, the, the
0: contrast, so after he has that flashback with his son, mm-hmm. it, it almost feels like an insulting cut to the fact that he is now in what appears to be David's office. Yeah, so, oh, 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 right. Because the room, it, it's, I mean, fair. he's probably the best use of your dead child's room because I I don't imagine Eden would want to spend a lot of time in there of
1: course not and I totally didn't even put that together because I thought that he left that room somehow and ended up in David's office but of course because he looks at the thing he, they, they've they changed the room there are things on the walls like these Egyptian papyrus like fucking scrolls and shit on the walls like super hoity-toity oh <laughs> like history <laughs> um, so yes
0: go on a uh, really cool transition back into reality mm-hmm. and then he just happens to notice the laptop on the desk which he opens up and and the open window has an email from i can't remember dr, Do- joseph? dr. dr. Joseph. joseph dr joseph uh,
1: dr joseph dr joseph <laughs> dr joseph
0: and he he finds the uh, this email video that 100 percent confirms that this is indeed a cult, and tonight's the big night, whatever that should mean. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I, I love that he's just—he's, we're back.
1: Yeah. So this message from doc, this video message from Doctor Joseph is basically saying, like, I'm so proud of you. Um, my heart hurts for you, but I can't wait to see you again. Um, and then you just like, like I was saying earlier about the context clues, like all the little pieces start to fall into place. You're like, oh shit. This is a death cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh,
0: the, During the first viewing of the movie, you're like, oh. Yeah, oh. Guess, yeah, yeah. it gets like that sub drop, like the, oh, shit. The, the film, uh, I don't feel like I mentioned already, but the film does such a good job of keeping... It, it, it kept me actually curious the mm-hmm. full way through the first mm-hmm. time where I... The way in which they mess with Will's mental state made me think maybe there's going to be a twist... The, you know, where where are, it's revealed to be that I've been wrong and the, there's, yeah. there, there's no cult. He's actually crazy or something. Totally. And that moment is just like, yeah, yeah. You hear the sick eighties guitar. Yeah, you, like, like
1: uh, up until this. Where, I mean, even during this point, you still don't know. So you, you think that it's possible that maybe the death of his son just triggered a psychosis in Will, and he hasn't been able to let it go, and now he's building all of these like. Maybe the film is going to turn out that he is having a manic episode and. Everybody around him is actually like that's always the that's the scariest part of this film is that you you can't when you feel like you can't trust your own brain you can't trust your own perception if everyone around you is telling you that things are fine and that they love you and it's okay like okay so I took this uh, little sidebar here I took Salvia a couple years ago actually almost ten years ago now it was like one of the most terrifying things that I've ever done in my life uh, but while I was When I tripped, I went to another dimension, and the scariest thing is that I think it lasted maybe five minutes, felt like years, Um, and I was in a room with a bunch of friends who hadn't taken it yet, and apparently I kept trying to get up, so they would push me back on the couch, but the way I was interpreting it in my trip state, it was like there were all of these people who were saying, it's okay, man, you're fine. Just sit down. It's okay, and it, it felt like to me that they were just trying to keep me in this place, uh, and they were lying to me, and it wasn't actually okay. But they just wouldn't let me leave. So it's the same kind of feeling where you just like that. It kind of brings back those sort of, that sort of feeling.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely leaves a lot of uncertainty. Yes. but you're pretty sure at that I mean, point. You're, you're like, yeah, I'm ninety nine percent sure this is a cult.
1: Hell yeah! So Will goes back up and rejoins them for. Uh, at the t- at the dinner table now, everything's been cleared away, and everybody has a small fluted uh, glass of something, the
0: special wine. Yeah, and Will watches as Dave just like plants a like a real, real kiss on Eden. And yeah,
1: like, and he even he says to her something like, "Look at everyone's face; like they all love you so much. Everyone's here for you," and it seems like he's. Well, especially now with our, our and Will's knowledge, it seems like he's comforting her for a final goodbye mm-hmm. to all of her friends. Yeah, they they
0: raise their little toast. And Gina's a little, little bit quick on the, the, yeah, the quick, trigger finger. Quick, quick draw McGraw. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you almost see like, the, the little twinkle of guilt in her eyes as she realizes, oh, whoopsie doodle But she's the only person that actually drinks this before Will just starts like, smashing glasses. And I love, I
1: love how it's... Uh, the sound design in that little part is so nice and calm it's a little eerie but then will just with the smashing just immediately like loud crash move like don't drink that don't treat that. He's smashing it out of everyone's hands.
0: That's right. I apologize, but I'm back on the tracks. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
1: I still think it's a yeah, cult. Like, yeah. oh. yeah. it's just the constant flip-flopping. Like, man, is it a cult or is it not? Are you a dick or are you trying to help everyone? Like, figure it out. The funny thing,
0: too, is that it almost seems like that could have really changed the night because Dave and Eden look upset. And they're trying to calm him down, but but they they almost have this look of acceptance in their eyes. Like, hey, things didn't work out. Yeah. But then Sadie is the one that, like, you know, just, like, verbalizes, like, he ruined everything. Yeah. And there's, like, a feral raccoon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> climbers around the table and jumps on. She them. has
1: more of a ferret energy to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh...
0: You know, she like jumps on Will to attack him and then he flings her off and throws her into like a side table, I guess.
1: Mirroring the story that Pruitt told of his wife, where she he accidentally throws her off of him and she hits her head, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, And she's dazed. And uh, Miguel, I guess, is established to be a doctor. Yeah. So he goes over and he's trying to help and he asks somebody to call 911. And then is it Kira that points out that Gina? Yeah.
1: So we don't see Gina yet. Um, while Miguel is tending to Sadie, um, we hear Kira's voice saying she's not breathing. But yeah. then
0: uh, she mentions that she's actually referring to Gina. Yeah. Who very clearly looks like she drank poison. She's got like the foam. <laughs> yeah, she looks almost like um, fucking King Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also like how in that moment, they'll just completely drop Sadie. Yeah, like just Well, yeah, like, fuck that bitch. Yeah. She's crazy. And uh, I'm uh, sorry
1: for anybody dealing with mental health issues. I don't mean to to throw the crazy word around. I know that like it's, there's a lot of stigma attached to that word, but this chick is nuts. Righteous. <laughs> so,
0: yes. yes they, they
1: drop. They drop the nutty bitch, and then they, they, they go back to uh, uh, see what's going on with Gina.
0: Sorry, that sounds like a really bad Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs>
1: Dropping the nutty bitch, <laughs> or just the nutty bitch? But, yeah, the,
0: the second one.
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's a movie about the clump's mother-in-law <laughs> or something. Uh... Yeah, so they go tend to Gina, and she's like, um, he uh, Miguel gets her down on the ground and is trying to clear an obstruction from her mouth, and there's foam leaked out. Like to our eyes, she looks like she's already dead. Mm-hmm. Like she's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so she's she's gone uh, And I think actually Miguel had said Do you have a first aid kit? So we see David slowly walk out of the room And while he's on his hands and knees He being Miguel, the doctor Trying to help Gina um, We just hear like a Bang Because I can't make an actual gun noise <laughs> Insert gun noise <gasps> and then the ca- <laughs> and then the camera pans back and we see David having just shot Miguel and I love this scene. This is probably my favorite scene in the film um because right after that shot everything goes all you hear is that like high whine from a loud noise in your ears trying to like recover and everything's moving in slow motion and there's just the music is like very sparse it's going like, plunk, plink, plunk, and it was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, they framed the panic so well.
1: Oh, yeah, everyone is, oh, fall. yeah, so we have like a good 15, 20 seconds is what it felt like at least. Oh, yeah, the slow motion, you just see Kira with blood spattering her because she was trying to help Miguel. She's now on her like back kind of crab walking away just like what the fuck what the fuck like nobody knows what's going on Um
0: okay things really cranked up to 11 in a hurry yeah. so. uh,
1: and then uh, hearing comes back we finally move back into regular motion and I fucking I love how no one's screaming they're all just like quietly what the fuck what the fuck just trying to like get out of the room and not draw attention Um and then I think right after that David shoots oh no we see uh, Pruitt approached David And we just hear See him mouthing the words Like It's okay It's okay Cause David doesn't want to kill anybody Like he doesn't wa- No one wanted to shoot anybody
0: I also love how calm Pruitt is just like Hey man Like you know I murdered my wife I'm a bit of an old ham Yeah exactly At this if you will uh, And then he just proceeds To start shooting people With no remorse Yeah
1: he gets uh, Choi next I think Ben and Kira and Will make it downstairs because their dining room is on an upper level. So Ben and Kira and Will run downstairs. Um, That leaves Choi dead, Miguel dead, Gina dead, who... Oh, Tom. Tom is is, uh, Miguel's husband or boyfriend. Um, And I think that he runs downstairs as well and then gets fucking cut. Across the stomach by Sadie. Anyway, it's a, it's a bunch of chaos. The time they're, they're quietly trying to get out. They come to a door, and of course, it's fucking locked, and they can't get out of any of these places. And I think one of my favorite things that Will says when he's trying to calm Kira down um, is they're just people. Everybody who's still alive is fucking scared to death. But him just reassuring her, like, we're gonna get out of this. They're just real, they're just people. Like, that was a really awesome line. That that, that was
0: really cool. Yeah, I Um, I like that a lot.
1: We see... I got emotional there. We see Ben uh, smash out through a window, um, try and run. David runs after him and stabs him in the back with a knife, and that stab was fucking savage. Oh, yeah. Just, oh, I felt it in my spine. Mm -hmm. And then we see Pruitt just casually walk out and fucking bang! Shoot Ben. (laughs) So now he's gone you was really sad.
0: Uh, and I don't know exactly... What, I, I guess maybe... Does, does Tommy somehow injure Sadie when she
1: cuts him? I think so. I think she cuts him and then he, like... Uh, I don't... He must not have taken... Maybe... No, okay. He had a knife. She gets him with the fire poker. And then I'm pretty sure that he, like, stabs her back or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if we actually see it. It might just be inferred. But Will comes across her... Sitting on a couch, like bleeding out.
0: And yeah, he he slowly patters over to grab the fire poker from her. And you you just almost hear him like internal monologue, like, "Oh, it's a good thing I had to kill that coyote earlier. That really really warmed me <laughs> yeah. up for all this post dinner murdering that I'm gonna have to do to get out of this mess." Hell yeah. Uh, and then they they I think they somehow end up upstairs again, in a room because. Yeah, they, don't... Will knows the house's layout, so he's yes. trying to go to every possible exit. Totally. And Pruitt ends up cornering them in the Oh,
1: Will hears Pruitt coming down the hall, and Pruitt has the gun. I think Pruitt might even have had the gun out, and as he comes to a corner, Will attacks him with the fire poker, and then, just like you would expect him to be, Pruitt is... I, for those of you who haven't seen this, who who, have, who don't know John Carroll Lynch, the man is like seven feet tall, probably weighs three hundred and fifty pounds. Like he's a gigantic human being. So he's clearly stronger than Lil, Lil Logan Marshall Green. Make sure he's listening. to this like hell yeah. <laughs> like this kid added like six inches on me. He yeah. thinks I'm beat. Like he, he is a big guy. He's huge, man. He's is a, a fucking monster. An awesome, really talented monster. I, I love you, John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, but so Will hits him, the gun falls out of his hand, and then he's just like, well, advances on him slowly, and I love his deadpan delivery. He says stuff like, um, don't be afraid, just let go. We'll be there soon. And he fucking gets him in like a bear hug uh, and is like choking him to death. And you just see he's like implacably just... A force that that you can't stand up to. Uh, I,
0: I can't. Kira grabs something heavy. The
1: fire poker. But oh the, no! Before that.
0: Yeah, well, it's she ends up smashing something over his head. Hmm.
1: I thought it was the fire poker, but maybe not.
0: I think it's something small and dense. I, either way, she kills the hell out of him. Uh, and what a death scene! So oh she, my god! Uh, sorry for not recalling what exactly it is. Uh, but just for the sake of visualization, I'm gonna say a brick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she slugs him over the head. He goes down on his knees. She gives him another smack, and he continues to let out this like disgusting groan. Oh, dude! And then dude.
1: she goes for like one final, like just like, oh, please,
0: please die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is one of the best death scenes. One of the most impactful death scenes I've seen in a long time. Yeah
0: super scary though Holy smokes
1: Oh the sounds that he was making Like Fucking made my nipples hard But not in like a sexual way In like a My blood is chilled way You know You know that Guys right It's not just me You you know when you get scared And your nips just could cut glass (laughs) Guys Anyway it was a good dad
0: I like to imagine that Just just watching the two Of them uh, The two of them being Will and Kira Like when she finally kills Pruitt, I can almost hear her like working that into her apology speech because she's probably juggling between panic and like, oh man, like Will is gonna be so pissed when we get home. Like, you know, um, I'm I'm sorry. I was trying to be polite. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Dinner did seem pretty creepy. There was a <laughs> lot of red flags. There was a horrendous. I should have. Yeah, everyone should have listened. Well,
1: uh, there are actually several times throughout the film where first he says we should go or does she i don't know the, but they the, don't
0: no no they don't uh the, i also really liked how the movie used red flags to its advantage mm-hmm. because they they really address the consequence of people not listening to this person but it, it's also done in such a believable sense where you're like the, the average person is just going to be polite at a dinner party even if you are uncomfortable i
1: mean i would love to get to a point where i just didn't care enough about social convention to actually like be that the change that I want to see in the world, you know? Be the kind of guy who can say like, "No, I'm actually good." Be the Claire.
0: Yeah, Claire really deserves like a like a photo up on the well, The Winner's Wall. Yeah, the Winner's Wall. Just that that was a great move. It, it's it's nice, it's simple. Yeah. Uh all right, so I have not been enjoying my time here and this guy just told a chilling tale about murdering his wife <laughs> and uh for that reason I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a big old "Don't buy." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, where ceiling. are you going? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kira and Will survive the monster that is Pruitt, only to have Will get shot by Eden, who then immediately starts crying and apologizing, um, and then turns the gun on herself, and in a move that can only be described as completely insane. Shoots herself in the goddamn stomach to kill herself. Why you wouldn't aim for the head. That's it. That's the only way. Yeah. If you're trying to kill yourself, that's the, that's the spawn.
0: And I guess it's the fear. There's a sketch comedy show where this... It's about this guy who's too scared to jump off the top floor of his building to kill himself. So he continuously jumps off the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps just injuring himself horribly. <laughs> that sounds Uh, like a mitchell and webb thing but i don't know for certain it's definitely from the uk but yeah so because it almost looks like for a second she's gonna tilt it up and properly go for it and then just can't quite you the, the the finality of it is too much yeah and she shoots herself in the stomach and looks very upset
1: to that point actually um i noticed again for the first time tonight or today tonight this moment in time uh that David is clearly like a lot of the time he spent when we, when we see him talking to Eden, like it's, he's the one convincing her that it's okay. He's the one who's like, this is the only way like she exhibits moments of, of regret. And like, I don't want to do this or at least uncertainty. And I think, cause we also come to learn that she's on some, barbiturates. with that medication, I think that's a a way of like keeping her in line, kind of thing, or like, like keeping her convinced and docile. Um, so anyway,
0: because uh, even when he's talking to her in private, and you get like that little glimpse of him expressing that he's he's still just so mad, yeah, and sad inside, uh, and he's always putting forth this face of like, hey man, everything's all right, mm-hmm. we're cool, and I, I oh right, because so I guess David is. Kind of uh, coming up the stairs to, you know, get his get his kill on to, after
1: Eden shoots herself because um, he hears the gunshot. Yeah, he calls up to her,
0: and he's trucking up the stairs to finish off what he believes, I guess, are the last two guests. Mm-hmm. But Tommy manages to tackle him right. from behind, and yeah, like oh, he get, he gets a good stab in there because he gets the knife away. And
1: right, 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 right. I like I can never remember how David dies. Oh yeah,
0: he's he's got that. Got
1: that bleak, slow death where he's just... Damn it. Yeah, yeah, he has to face the... the. He, he even... Sorry, he tells Eden at some point that we are the chosen ones. uh, And then that it's kind of delicious watching him... Watching his life leave, knowing that his quote-unquote purpose is left undone. Because there's still people alive.
0: I don't get you yet. just <laughs>
1: Now you won't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will has a nice little moment because Eden's still alive and she does express regret and sadness Mm -hmm. and she misses their child.
1: Yeah, doesn't she, as she's dying, doesn't she say something like, I hope, or like, I hope that he, or something like that, and then she doesn't get to finish?
0: Yeah, because she she just starts by saying that she misses him. Right. And, And then she starts to kind of... Slur her way out. Yeah, uh, and she asks politely for him to take her outside. Right, and uh, you know, Will and Kira, hit, wh- beautiful yard. I oh my you know, god, uh,
1: that man, that realist, that real estate. I want that house. <laughs>
0: uh, anyways, though, so they they head outside. Beautiful night sky, and we get a revealing shot of a
1: wicked ending, awesome ending, subtly. Uh, again, the sound design here is fucking great because we just start to hear a little bit of a helicopter, maybe a little siren. And then the sounds grow louder and louder as people, as they start to realize
0: the, the, the shot is so cool where they're looking over this very wealthy neighborhood of just, uh, you, you can see all these little red lanterns yeah. lit in the distance. And i I just love how the the shot is it's not too overwhelming to the point of absurdity yeah there's like maybe like twelve or thirteen of these and I would
1: almost even say a little bit less sure yeah it, it's, but it's just, just it's, like one hillside on so this is like an affluent neighborhood in Hollywood. these are like the Hollywood hills, which i having never been there, I assume that's where the wealthy people live
0: if if the other homes are half of this one <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah so you you definitely get that there's a a realistic but horrifying amount of these uh, people having similar nights. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that the sound builds mm. to the final cut to black—like you get like the sirens are really starting to swell up. Yeah. And it's just a nice clean cut. Boom.
1: I love that we get to infer so many things about this cult. Uh, the fact that Obviously, this was a designated night, not just for um, Eden and David and Pruitt and Sadie, but um, for the entirety of like of all of them. It's, a, it's a, like I I love true crime. I love cults in particular. Are one of my favorite things to research and to write about, and just get excited about. I fucking Hilly. love cults so like this just is so in line with all of those you've got your your jonestown you've got your heaven's gate you've got your om shinrikyo there's all these different cults that at some point just everybody dies and i I just i love it dude
0: i was also going to say so i i personally would kind of hope to never see a sequel, because I think that this film is just such a good standalone piece. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love everything about it. However, I do think that uh, it, it's it lends itself nicely to the idea of if they were to do another film, it could just be a alternate house on the same night. Exactly. Which would be a very... I would definitely watch it and hope for the best. I think that'd be very cool. Once again, I, I'm. this is a film that I'm very happy with just existing as its own piece of art. You know what?
1: Uh... I mean, I totally agree with you. I think that it sets itself up, sets, sets, sets itself up well enough uh, for a sequel, or I guess you would almost call it a sidequel. <laughs> you know, it exists in parallel. It's it's not really taking place after or anything. It, it just functions so much better as its own thing. It's a great concept
0: and great execution.
1: Oh, so neatly tied up. Yeah, it, I think the, the most insane thing to me about this movie is that it's made by people who haven't, at least till this point, had never done horror. It was, so it was directed by Karen Kusama. She's done a ton of movies, but uh, most notably Eon Flux. Um, it was written by her husband, Phil Hay, and his writing partner, Matt Manfredi. Um, and they're, they're known for such films as The Tuxedo, starring Jackie Chan. Fucking Eon Flux, Clash of the Titans, R.I.P.D. A lot of comedies. Theodore Shapiro, who did the score, which is one of my favorite parts of this whole movie, is the the music here is incredible. Like I just, it's so good. And he's almost prim, almost completely done comedy movies. And but but he he so perfectly encapsulated the feeling of this movie. So how the fuck? Did all of these people come together to make one of the most cohesive, beautiful, impactful horror, thriller horrors that that I've ever seen? I don't understand how it happened.
0: It's, it's almost like when you're just trying to cook with what you happen to have in the kitchen and
1: it, it just works out. Yeah, they you're just, like, oh, they, they, they got dish. the perfect <laughs> chopped basket to yeah. make this just, well, I mean, thinking about food again, that dinner looks so fucking good. But uh, yeah, I... I don't even know what else to say about this, man. It just... Every single... I think it's flawless. It is easily crept into my
0: top favorites. Uh, I I think I'm going to give it a... Overwhelming... uh, I'm going to give it a 95 Creepy Lanterns lit out of 100.
1: (laughs) Nice one. Uh, Yeah. In talking about it, it just got me so juiced. And the fact, again, we were talking about this earlier... I saw it last week for like the third time and I was so excited to watch it today. I couldn't wait. It's just it's got such good replay value. I I don't know, I don't know. For all the reasons discussed previously, uh yeah, I would give it a I would give it a 93 Creepy Red Lantern's Lit. Goddamn. It's <laughs> okay. Uh i'm 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 one hundred percent going to watch it again
0: this week yeah uh, and then that, and then I'll leave it yeah got you, for you don't want to overdo it yeah, you don't want to overdo it you uh but it, it's yeah wicked can't recommend it enough hell yeah uh hit hit the hit the people up with the uh social stuff and oh we'll yeah, yeah mumble our way out of this uh
1: so if you have anything to say about what we've said here, did we miss anything is there anything that you thought of while watching this film that you think we should have talked about? Is there any movies that you want us to talk about? Do you hate us? Please don't say that you hate us. We love you. We're here for you. Uh, Anyway, hit us up at the CD... Hit us up at cddlpod at gmail.com. Or, if Instagram is more your thing, hit us up at cddlpod. Goodbye. (laughs) See what we get.